Welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, my name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you live on this hot Tuesday afternoon in Burlington, Connecticut. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to what I have to say. Hopefully, I'll give you some insight on how to live longer, how to increase your lifespan, and how to be able to enjoy those extra years. First, we don't have any particular um, housekeeping today, but I would like to say I hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July weekend. Weather wasn't great, but it was still an opportunity now that the COVID restrictions have been eased to get together with family and friends that we have not been able to do for quite some time now. So I hope everyone enjoyed that three-day span. I know I did. Got some work done around the house, and I met with some friends. And that's what brings me to today's topic. Got together with some friends, and it's inevitable that I start to talk about what I do for a living. People are always interested, you know, always interested in diet and exercise and things like that, which is great. And I'm always willing to help them out whenever I can. But when the topic of living longer comes up, most people or many people have it all wrong. They have it all wrong about what we've been taught. And what we need to do a little longer and really what affects how we live longer and what affects how long we live. And it's undeniable. We are going to age and eventually you are going to pass away. But what if most of everything that we've been taught is wrong about aging? What, what we've learned in school and what we've been taught since school about aging is just wrong. And what if you could change how long you live? What if you could change or choose your lifespan? And I'm here to tell you today, and I'm going to give you four simple things that you can do today, right now, that's going to affect um, your chance of living longer and being able to enjoy those extra years. The reality is that aging is the root cause of most of the planet's suffering and kills about 100,000 people every single day. Once we realize that, then we'll be able to address aging more productively. And yes, we are living in an aging world. We are getting older. The population is getting older. The statistics show that the average age of our community is rising, especially in the developed world. Right here in the United States, in 2017, one in eight people worldwide was age 60 or older. We project that out in the year 2050, there'll be one in five people globally will be over age 60, 60 or older. That's 20% of the world, around 2 billion people will be over age 60. And we're seeing the most rapid increase in 60 plus population occurring in the developed world. And in the developed world, it looks like 225% jump will occur between 2010 and 2050. And we know that science has revealed that your lifespan will be determined by your lifestyle, accounting for up to 70 to 80% of your lifestyle. In genetics, which what most people think determine how long they live, is only about 20 to 30% of how long we live. 70 to 80% is your lifestyle. So an individual's lifespan is linked to lifestyle factors more than genetics. 
Now, there's nine hallmarks of aging, and you can read about these hallmarks of aging in my book, Get Stronger, Live Longer, The Expert's Guide to Strength Training for Longevity, where I go through them, I break them down so you can understand them, okay? I'm not going to go through that, but I'm just going to list them today, okay? Because one's chronological age is not the same as a biological age. So the first thing is genomic instability caused by DNA damage. We have telomere attrition, alterations of the epigenome, proteostasis. Number five, loss of healthy protein maintenance. Number six, proteostasis, mitochondrial dysfunction, accumulation of senescent cells altered intercellular communication, and finally, the production of inflammatory molecules. What we need to do is approach aging from a preventative health perspective over one's lifespan to address these nine hallmarks of aging. It's much more cost-effective to approach with this approach than addressing acute, acute symptoms in a disease later in life. Let's address it now. We'll save money. We'll live longer. We'll live healthier. We'll live happier. And it'll be less expensive than if we wait to address these diseases later in life. So first I want to review the importance of hormesis. We talked about hormesis before a little bit, okay? And its role in lifespan in the aging process. Research shows that mild stress-induced activation of one or more stress response pathways and its consequence of stimulation of repair mechanisms is effective in reducing the age-related accumulation of molecular damage. It's kind of like what kills you, what doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, just like the Kelly Clarkson song, Stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That stress makes the body stronger. Hormesis is the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type of stress. Stress is the destruction of, horm of homeostasis or your body's state of equilibrium. Your body tries to keep its itself at a state of equilibrium. That's called homeostasis. In fact, your body thrives on occasional stress or toxin exposure and responds by ramping up growth and repair to bring you back to that balance, back to homeostasis. So it wants to get stressed, and then it wants to bring you back to homeostasis. And that's what hormesis is, your body's positive response to minor stressors. Over time, you can use hormesis to build an adaptive stress response where you learn to benefit from sources of stress. And how do we do that? As you might imagine, one example would be exercise. Of course, you need to exert your muscles. You need to overload them. You need to work them. Otherwise, your body won't build them back stronger. You work out, you stress them, they get weaker, and then your body builds them back. That is an example of hormesis, okay? Also, your brain needs to be challenged. You can do this by learning a new language or by doing something creative. So it's important to continually build a new connective and connected tissue and connections between your different brain cells, okay? 
Sitting in a sauna followed by a cold shower is also an simple way to practice hormesis. Your body's stressed, it's all hot, now you jump in something cold and it hunkers down to, to survive better. That's what hormesis is. So here are four ways you can start to practice today to help with hormesis, to help stress your body, to help it live longer, okay? The first thing is that we're just going to eat less often, okay? We're not going to eat as often. It's fasting. And fasting isn't revolutionary. It dates way as far back as ancient Greece, okay? This is when the systems in our bodies begin to prey upon one another. By allowing our bodies to exist in a state of want is unquestionably good for your health and your longevity. Research is showing that reducing food availability over a lifetime has remarkable effects on aging and lifespan in animals. So it's most likely going to be good for humans as well. There's numerous studies pointing to the health benefits of intermittent fasting. In one study, I'll give you an example of one study, okay? Participants who ate a normal diet most of the time, but five days a month, ate a restricted diet. In three months, those who maintained the fasting-mimicking diet lost weight, reduced their body fat, and lowered their blood pressure too. Participants who had lower levels of hormone primarily made in the liver called insulin-like growth hormone factor 1, or IGF-1. Mutations in the IGF-1 and the IGF-1 receptor genes are associated with lower rates of death and disease. We know that if we can lower your, your blood pressure and if we get reduced body fat, lose some weight, we're more likely going to live a little bit longer, right? So personally, I fast a couple days a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays works best for me. I'm working. I don't really have time to eat. I have to get up a little bit earlier so I don't take the time for breakfast. I normally have breakfast. And I will go from dinner time Monday night or Wednesday night all the way to lunchtime at noon. Now, remember, no diet is best, okay? And what works for someone may not work for another. We all are different. We're different ages. We have different circadian rhythms, jobs, body compositions, stresses, microbiomes, whatever. We're all different. No matter what you do, okay, a little fasting can go a long way. So think about how you can live that, put that into your lifestyle that makes sense for you and that you can be successful. Number two is eat stressed plants for better aging. So we know diet always comes up about, you know, exercise, nutrition, living longer, losing weight, and things like that. So we're talking about longevity here, okay? And certainly we don't want to be eating a whole bunch of red meat. Maybe, maybe not even a whole lot of animal protein. I'm a firm believer in the uh, Mediterranean diet. I think we should eat fruits, vegetables, seeds, make sure we're getting fish, uh, a couple times a week. Certainly, it looks like people who are on a vegan diet live a little bit longer, but I got a feeling that's more because of the rest of their lifestyle changes. But as far as eating stressed plants, this is better for aging when we're talking about nutrition. Even eating certain plants will make a difference. Health promoting molecules are produced in abundance by stressed plants. For example, 
We get resveratrol from grapes or aspirin from willow bark and metformin from lilacs. It's right here in the natural state. This may be evidence of xenohormesis, the idea that plants respond to stress by producing chemicals that tell their cells to hunker down and survive and get better. Xenohormesis. Just like hormesis for the body, xenohormesis for plants. So we want to try to eat from maybe an organic farm, organic farm raised food, and in our area, we should be eating plants and foods raised under less than ideal conditions. An organic, small farm raised, or from our own backyard. When plants are stressed, they often add extra color to their stems or the leaves. For example, when a plant or a fruit is exposed to too much light, you may have noticed it produces extra red, blue, or purple pigments. I know people look at me crazy when I'm looking through the fruit and the vegetables at the grocery store because I'm picking them up and I'm looking for those darker color ones, those deep colors in that, in those um, tomato tomatoes or in the peppers and things like that. That's because These are, if I can say this correctly, anthrocyanins. And they are produced not only by radiation damage, but by drought, adverse temperatures, nutrient restrictions, pathogens, and wounding. Xenohormetic molecules are typically produced alongside anthrocyanins. Look for green leafy vegetables bright in color, not light green. And I don't even mind if they have little holes in them. They've been eating a little bit. There's a little bit of lint. We want them to have been stressed. So that's what we're looking for when we go to the grocery store. The third thing you can think about, it's very cost effective, doesn't cost you any money, is some cold therapy. Cold therapy is another way to better your lifespan chances. That would be even as simple as turning your shower on just straight cold water at the end of your shower. You might start off by going for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and working your way up or taking an ice bath, okay? Cold therapy helps activate the mitochondria in your brown fats, okay? So calorie scarcity and mild cold stress are a great combination. And finally, exercise. You knew it was going to come up eventually. The fourth one is exercise. We all need to be pushing ourselves physically, especially as we get older. The good news, we don't have to kill ourselves. We don't have to exercise hours on end. We don't have to do what we did when we were in our 20s, in our 30s. Go to the gym five days a week, push hard, lift heavy, bodybuilding workouts. That's not what's, what's necessary you're working out, okay, you need to be doing some vigorous activity. You need to feel challenged. Your breathing should be deep and rapid. You should sweat, although sweat is not an indication of working hard because I can sweat laying out on the beach. But you should be sweating. And you should be unable to say a few words without pausing for breath, okay? You want it to be, I think that it's very important to do interval training. I think 
Sometimes it can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. We certainly don't need to be doing interval training past 30 minutes. If you want to be effective, be using a heart rate monitor. We should be lifting weights a couple times a week. We lifting weights a couple times a week. If we're doing some metabolic work a couple times a week for a half an hour, the other days, get some recovery work in, longer walks, a bike ride, a hike, or things like that. That's what we need to do for exercise. Get out of the mindset. I need to go to the gym three times a week. I need to go around that circle of machines. I need to get on that elliptical for 45 minutes. That's not what you need to do. So there's the four things that you can do right here, right now, today, to start living longer. Number one, a little bit of intermittent fasting. Eat a little less often, okay? Let's let's push that dish away. Let's be a little bit hungry. It's good for our bodies. Number two, we're going to eat some plants that are stressed. It's better for aging. And number three, we want to maybe try some cold therapy. Simple to do. Very cost-effective. I think it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you get used to it after a while. And exercise. With those four things, those four lifestyle changes, you're going to improve the likelihood of you living longer and being able to enjoy those extra years. That's what I got for you today. I hope that this uh, helps you out a little bit. And uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. I appreciate that. And uh, you can look for more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better next Tuesday at 3.30. And I hope you have a great week. Thanks.